After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. We're going to Florida, we're going to Florida, we're going to Florida. Boom, shakalaka lak, boom, shakalaka lak. We're going to Florida, we're going to Florida. Boom, shakalaka lak, boom, shakalaka lak. And welcome back to another episode of Morlando. We, well, we, as in me and myself, I've fucked this up already. But no worries, we'll carry on. I'm Simon, and let me introduce my other co-host with me, Craig. Best intro ever. I know. <laughs> Always cop these things up, don't I? If you, if, you, if you know me personally, you know I'm not really good at these things. But uh, yeah, today we have a trip report from a guest who I would like to introduce now. I would like to welcome Callum. Hello, thanks for having me. Not a problem, not a problem, buddy. So, um, like we said, it's going to be a trip report from Callum's trip in 2017, was it, I believe? September 2017. That was a good year to go. I did... What did I do that year? Just the August? No, 2017. You went in the you went for the weekend as well. Oh, did I? Yes, <laughs> that's where we first met. <laughs> oh, is he? There you go. See that? It wasn't yeah. the Although we'll get into why for two and a half days it wasn't a particularly great time to be there. Um, oh, the yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. we. I think always. What um, is everyone drinking? Go. On, we'll let the guests go first. I'm really boring, and I've just got a nice glass of water. Um, just to keep well hydrated, it's important. Yes, that's very important. Uh, are you also wearing ladies' knickers? I'm not. Um, no, it's it's not something uh, something I go for. Uh, but it's a Tuesday night. You can't drink on a school night. Mm, no, debatable. Should have seen <laughs> me last Thursday. Half a bottle of whiskey later. Uh, well, I'm going to be disappointed as well. And I am wearing ladies' knickers. I'm drinking Diet Dr Pepper. Mm. Oh, you're not even drinking the real stuff? Come no, on, dude. I can't do it anymore. Well, I'll, I'll be the sensible one. I'll, uh, I'm on Cronenberg 1664. You're on holiday, though, so that's allowed. Well, yeah. but Have you just cracked a proper northern thing? Have you got a carrier bag full of cans in the, in the lobby? I've got two in, I've got two in, in my carrier oh, bag, Oh, yeah. you're about to get tasered by uh, Disneyland Paris security. Well, I'm not technically, I'm not in Disneyland Paris. I'm in just outside it, so I'm going away with it. Oh, that'll be the John Dorms then. Sick <laughs> hell. Right, should we crack on then, Callum? Yeah, yeah. 
So, is this your first time that you went to Orlando in 2017, or are you a pro? Um, I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, it was my first time as an adult. I had been with my parents as a youngin, as we say up here, um, several times. Becca, who I went with, uh, it was her first time. She got a badge and everything. Oh, oh. nice. Oh. Well, I, know, I never actually picked up a badge the first time I went. I don't know why. Have you still got the badge? She might have it somewhere. She's not here at the moment. She's down in uh, London for a, a conference with work. So I don't know, but uh, she might have it somewhere. It's a keepsake. Oh, yeah, you've got to keep the, got to keep the keepsake somewhere, haven't you? Right. Go on then, Sam. Right. Uh, how did you book your trip? Uh, we did it the old-fashioned way. Just went to the Virgin Travel Agents um, and let them sort it out. We did the hotel, um, the, uh, the park tickets, the flights, everything, just through them. Okay. So, as a Geordie, are you flying from Glasgow or Manchester? Uh, Manchester. We got the train down the night before, which was a really nice experience. Uh, we were on a, a little table on the train with an, uh, a couple who was going to Italy. They were dead excited. Um, on the way back, it just wasn't fun having to get off the 10-hour flight and then get on a three-hour train journey across the Pennines back to Newcastle. Um, but on the way down, it was really good fun. Is that how long it takes? Wow. Yeah, it's, it's oh. an awful train journey from Manchester Airport to Newcastle. It takes me two hours to drive my train from Liverpool to London. Oh, goodness me. And we're getting HS2 as well, so... Nice. Neither of us drove at the time, so the car wasn't on. <laughs> right. Uh, how many days was your trip, and what time of year was it? It was a classic fortnight, so 14 nights. It was September 2017. Oh, standard then, 14 nights. That'll have been quite a, a reasonable priced holiday then, September. Yeah, it was, it was decent. It was certainly within the budget we were looking for. I think we ended up... Um, around the five to six thousand mark, everything in, including all our spending, all our food, all our tickets, everything. Uh, yeah. See, oh. see, Craig, it can be done. Yes, I heard on that last <laughs> episode. We, uh, Becca and I, were both quite incredulous that you thought it couldn't be done for eight grand. Not in August. Not unless you want to sleep in a wheelie bin. Yes, you've, you've got the got the little ones that will. Add, add your price on, yes. Oh, I definitely. Um, so we've done that one. So, where did you stay? We stayed at the Pop Century. Um, as I mentioned, we were both uh, non-drivers at the time. Yeah. So despite the lady in Virgin, I think she thought we were sort of bargaining with her. We were sort of saying, we don't want the car, we don't want the car. Oh, well, I'll chuck it, in, chuck it in for free. Like, no, we, we physically can't make it move. <laughs> we, um, we can't drive. So um, we wanted a quote-unquote cheap Disney hotel and we picked that one because it doesn't actually share its park buses with any other hotels. I'm led to believe that some of the other ones, they do a little round, they do sort of two or three before they go to the parks. Pop Century are just there and there, there and back. No no messing. So we went for that one. Is that now on the, um, the Skyliner? It is. We saw it getting built at the time. That and our of an art of animation, we had a little wander around the lake. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, a little lake between the two of them. And, uh, yeah, we had a little wander past it. The scaffolding, as it was then. I think now they're actually cutting back on the buses, aren't they? And funneling people to the skyline. It would make sense. 
if they've yeah. put all this time and energy and money into it. Yeah, the pop century it's dropped to an hour bus, a bus every hour now because they want to use a Skyliner. But yeah. with you staying at the Pop Century, which uh, decade did you stay in? We were... Uh, what decade is Pac-Man? Because 90s? Yeah. No, Pac-Man 70s. 70s Pac-Man, didn't it? 70s, 80s? Yeah, I think he come out in the 70s, yeah. Well, did he have flares? Pac-Man was opposite us. Right, because I, when I stayed there for one night, I think in 2015, and I was in front of the big wheel. You know, the big, the big wheel thing. I think that, was, yeah. that, that might be 70s, actually. We uh, we had one of the nice rooms, which I've got to say was really nice. Um, we we only needed the one bed, uh, so we had a little table there. If there was plenty of room to pull down that second Murphy bed, I believe they're called. We had a nice little fridge, lovely big telly mounted on the wall. Bathroom was really nice. Ex- exactly what we needed. But out every day at the park, so with it being Becca's first time, we didn't spend time in the hotel. So, obviously, you've already answered the car hire situation. Yeah. So, did you um, Uber round, or did you rely on buses or taxis? Or I had done an absolute load of research into this um, yeah. before we went out because having a quote-unquote pro for our trip, it was my responsibility to make sure we had a nice time and knew where we were going. Um, and I'd done loads of research and I thought I had it all planned out we um, on the, our first full day on the Saturday we got up we got a Disney bus to Disney Springs uh, we found where the Lynx bus the blue Lynx buses they stop at Disney Springs that got us out onto an iRide trolley and that got us up to Universal and in theory that's really good but in practice it took like three hours so we quickly got <laughs> and started out there. Taxis, but to go to Universal. Ouch! That is a long, that's a long time to go, like all of ten miles. <laughs> yeah, it was really frustrating because you could see people in the higher cars and they were looking at you like you were stupid sitting at this high ride trolley stop. I don't want to have a go at the city of Orlando. They are really trying to do public transport, but <laughs> they are. If you miss one, you are waiting for a good long time for the next one to trundle along, um, and it's quite a little little journey. Even though, as as you say, it's like ten miles as the crow flies or whatever, it, it, yeah. it's on a little route. Can you sort of remember the rough ballpark price for the, the transfers in the taxis? Um, when we got a taxi from, from Disney Universal, that was about $30 each way. That was just using it. We got the uh, the Hotel de Bugis and Mia's taxi. Yeah, the um, most expensive taxis in the whole of the world, I think. Um, and I think that, that was fine um, because as we'll get on to... Hurricane Irma uh, put us in curfew for two and a half days. We actually had quite a bit of spending money left for the sort of the back end of the holiday, so we were just trying to take things off and didn't mind splurging for taxis. Uh, but we don't use Uber too much over here, so we didn't want to sort of get used to it while also being on holiday. We were a bit cautious about that, so uh, went with what we knew and went with taxis. Although they weren't massively reliable, we, uh, we got a... Um, a taxi ordered for us from the Goodings at the Lake Bonavista Crossroads. And we're fairly sure we saw it arrive, go the wrong way, pick some other people up. And we then waited for another half an hour before they could get us another one. So, get taxis <laughs> couldn't come out smelling of roses either on our trip. Oh, that's not what you really need when you're on holiday. No. So, uh, um, moving on, do would you prefer to stay on-site in a hotel or would you prefer to stay off-site if you had the choice? 
Um, these days, I mean, I'm going to contradict myself. I would say these days, probably on site. Um, I've done both. Uh, with my parents, I never stayed on site. We always did off site and we always had a great time. But my dad was always driving. Uh, and it was in the days before Fast Pass Plus and all those sort of Disney hotel benefits. Yeah. Um, these days, I think on site, if you can afford it and you're really into it, and you're Disney more than your Universal, it's probably worth it. But we are hoping to go next year and we are looking at off site because now we can both drive. We are sort of hoping to explore a few more of the restaurants around Orlando and do a little bit more outside the parks. So I'll see. Ask me next year and, I'm, and, and uh, I'll have a, a better answer for you. But at the minute, it's yes, yes, I know. I can really decide either way. I've been trying to think for a little while since you guys sent me the question. It's such a tough one um, making that decision. To go on site because the perks that they give you, you know, the dining plan if it still exists, um, the sixty days, all that type of, you know, even now parking at the hotels. Last year we we were a family of seventeen and we didn't have a car between us. We just give ourselves to the Disney transportation. Yeah. And once you get in like that, then you'd not go on off site at all. I think we only went up to Walmart maybe twice. Yeah, we were really similar. I'd had sort of really fond memories of all those uh, those restaurants around Crossroads and around I Drive from trips with my We were going to go to Chili's, we were going to go to IHOP. And once you're on site, and especially if you're trying to get off-site via public transport, it, it just it's such a faff on that you very quickly give up on it and only go out of Disney to go to Universal. And I'm, I've never stayed on-site Universal, but I imagine it's the same the other way around. Universal's a walk everywhere. It's just a walk. It's brilliant. Yeah. It is. Uh, right, okay. So, what theme parks did you get to during the, the, the 14 days? And what tickets did we uh, sell you? Yeah. Uh, so, we went to all four of the Disney's. So, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios. Um, and we also went to the Water Park. Over at Universal, we did studios and we did Islands of Adventure. We really wanted to go to Planet Lagoon, but Hurricane Irma effectively closed that, so we couldn't get there. And we had tickets for Kennedy Space Center through Attraction Tickets Direct, and that was for after Hurricane Irma, and they reopened it sort of gradually, and all of it wasn't open by the time we were due to leave, so we got a refund on that, and it is on the list for next time. Uh, tickets, we got a 14-day ultimate ticket with the Memory Maker and the Crazy Golf uh, package that Virgin do, and we got a 14-day park hopper from Universal. Love the Crazy Golf options. Uh, we did well, all three, I think. We did Winterland and Summerland and Fantasia, all three of Disney's Crazy Golf courses. It's good to say only one one. That Fantasia is rock hard. Yeah. I did that in August with sweat dribbling down my back. Absolutely red hot. I'm going to confess on something. I've never played. I've only played Crazy Golf once in Orlando. Which one did you do? It was the Congo River Golf at on International Drive. If you get it, yeah, we, yeah. If you if you got what if you got one hole in one, you could hold a uh, you could hold an alligator or you could feed them for free. Oh. But so only a little baby one though, yeah. a big one. There's the um, 
by Universal up that way. That, that's the one. That is, I think it's called Conquer River Golf, I think, or something yeah. similar to that one. That's, that's the only one I've ever done. Because that was the first time I went in 2008. <laughs> so I'm ashamed of not playing my putt-putt. Oh, love a crazy golf. The Universal ones are um, quite good. I quite like them. Yeah. It's a different vibe of a night because it's all neon and yeah, it, it's brilliant. In the daytime, again, it's another heat trap, so you, you're dead from exhaustion playing in the day, but the night times are brilliant. Yeah, we had yeah. a city walk. We didn't get to the crazy golf, but we did do the uh, live band karaoke. Nice. In oh, The name of the bar escapes me, but it's shooting stars, rising stars, something like that. Rising stars, that's the one. The one. And oh, it's so much fun. Um, as somebody who plays guitar and you know, had a band when I was at uni, that sort of stuff, singing ACDC with a live band in America, getting to say good evening, Florida, was so much fun. <laughs> so, heartily recommend that. Fantastic. Well, you probably you kind of answered this one, but um, did you venture out of the parks at all? Uh, we got a meal at Perkins on our way back from Universal and we went to Violent Vineland Outlets, that one. Um, the, the, the one near SeaWorld. Yes, I think so. It's about yeah. five, ten minutes in the car from Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we tried, we got there via public transport, via the bus and the iRide trolley. And it was so long on the iRide trolley, we thought we were going the wrong way. We genu- genuinely uh. got on the wrong one. So we treated ourselves to a taxi back and we were back with it in Disney Springs getting a um, a pulled pork burger from outside the House of Blues within like 15 minutes. It's such a difference driving to the public transport. So uh, yeah, we, uh, we were pleased we got a taxi back. <laughs> Those were only really ventures outside the parks uh, due to not having the car and not wanting to pay the taxi fares all the time. No worries. All right. Next one, you, Craig. Right. So, I think uh, I know what the big hiccup was, but was there any hiccups on this trip? Uh, yeah, there were. Um, so, the first few days were fantastic. Um, the first hint that we had something was going on was we were in Crystal Palace, the, um, the Winnie the Pooh restaurant, Magic Kingdom, yeah. for breakfast. And the server was really nice. And he was chatting to us and asked where we were from. Yeah, from Britain. And he said something that didn't really register. We thought it was just a, a funny thing he was saying. He's like, oh, so this is your first hurricane. And we're like, oh, is he referring to our trip to Orlando just as a hurricane? Because it's a whirlwind adventure. No, no, there was a genuine hurricane on the way. Um, we had a friend who was at the time. She was sort of texting us saying, you know, are you guys okay? Are you going to go home early? We're all being evacuated. Uh, hurricane Irma was on the way. My parents were sending us messages saying they were watching news footage of, of poor news reporters clinging on to lampposts in downtown Miami. Um, but Orlando, I mean, we had all the warnings and we got curfewed, as I said, for two and a half days. But if you're going to be anywhere when a hurricane's hitting, be in Disney, because they're, I think they're essentially built to withstand anything underneath sort of the apocalypse. They've got their energy generators. Uh, we had out-of-towners coming in and sort of booking up any of the spare rooms in Pop Century and just getting out in the in the restaurant and stuff. I got talking to a guy who was in his 60s at home with his 90-year-old dad um, and their parrot. 
Dead parrot. <laughs> that is a dead parrot. Well, no, no, it wasn't. It was on the roof rack of the car, which was fantastic to watch. But <laughs> chatting to them in the, in the food court, because um, he liked my Iron Maiden cap, and he was telling me about how it was his dad's birthday and they were wondering if they were going to have to go back to in Miami, which really put it in perspective. We were a bit disappointed to be missing out on theme parks and they didn't know if they were going to have a house. So, you know, it just makes you thankful for small mercies. And I saw them again when they were getting ready to leave. And, yeah, he was loading his dad car and he had the parrot on the roof rack waiting for his turn to get in the car, which was, you know, we didn't want to take a photo of strangers. But... Uh, <laughs> That, 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 that's one that you really wish you did. Yeah, so close. Um, so that was great fun. And Disney just really looked after us. Um, it was well organised. We were quite worried that it was just going to be a stampede when they sort of said, right, you can come out your rooms for some food. But you went along and you got to choose an hour slot that you went in for. So we picked seven till eight, but you could have had eight till nine or ten. Um, so it was really nice and orderly. Um, they put kids' activities on. We didn't really fancy doing the Macarena or come, could have done. Uh, they made all the games in the arcade free. Um, and they put free movies on. They put a little note around all the doors, all the hotel rooms saying, um, we're going to give you free Disney movies. We thought, great, it's going to be like a Netflix type thing. We're going to get choose what we want. No, they just had them on a loop on one channel. So it was, it was the Santa Claus, then Mulan, then Muppets Treasure Island, then a surprise, then the Santa Claus, then Mulan. Ooh, all their classics then. Yeah. Um, so they're all right the first time you watch them, but after two and a half days, Becca was getting a bit stir-crazy. Um, I was all right, can you can't play the match, and it was on. It was live on the radio on nufc.co.uk, so I listened to that. Uh, Becca went and had a two-hour bath while I was listening to that. We, we were ready to get out the room, and when we did, we did three Disney parks in one day. Um, oh, we went to Denny's well and got a uh, got a birthday cake milkshake, which I think is the most sugar I've ever ingested. <laughs> you probably needed it after three three trips, three parks in one day. Yeah. Um, so we missed out on Kennedy Space Center. We missed out on Typhoon Lagoon, um, but it it was it was safer than than it could have been um, when we knew there was a as it was on when it was on its way over the sea, a Category 5 hurricane. Um, we did sort of provision shopping in the Sam Goodins at Crossroads, and I was sort of running around getting peanut butter and stuff that I knew would last, and paper plates and all sorts, but Disney kept, kept us safe and fed and vaguely entertained, so we couldn't ask for anything more, really. What, what was it actually like when the actual weather hits? So you're in your room sort of battening down the hatches. Yeah. Did, did you take footage? Were you, did you actually go outside on the balcony? or? Um, well, top century, we didn't have a balcony. Um, we looked out the window, but it, the hurricane actually hit in the middle of the night. I mean, it was getting very windy in the evening time, so we kept a little look out and we were seeing the palm trees swaying. But they sway just in a normal sort of bit of a storm when, when the afternoon rain hits in Orlando, so that wasn't out of the ordinary. We could see at night time. Um, quite sort of swirly, but it it actually it spared Orlando quite a bit, as far as I can remember. Certainly, it spared Disney. There was there were a few trees with branches broken off, but we didn't see too much damage the next morning. So, I mean, 
I do apologise to anyone who is in Orlando who was affected, if, if, it, if I'm getting that wrong. But as far as we could see, there wasn't too much damage. There was some flooding on the roads, I remember, but again, cars were really still in drive. Mm-hmm. By the time it reached, I don't think it, it was as extreme as it was in other parts of the state. Which so, was... so, Calum, you went early in September then? Yes, the second, I think. Yeah, because I, I arrived like three, four days after Irma had hit. Okay, yeah. And I didn't notice that much. I saw damage on the side streets, but on the main roads and everywhere else, all seems to be fully open, everything clear, and like nothing had happened, really, except for rubbish on the side of the roads. Biggest thing that we remember noticing, because so many people were either leaving early or we knew because we were checking Virgin that they were allowing people to reschedule if you didn't want to arrive yeah. uh, just after a hurricane or before a hurricane or if your flight was during the hurricane days. Um, what we noticed was the parks were absolutely dead. For the- oh, I'd love that. Okay. Yeah, I do remember that, actually, because I remember going to Universal that, the day after we arrived and it was there was nothing there. There was no one up. There was no one. You could walk on everything all day. Yeah. It only got busy at night because Halloween Horror Night started that night. But <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the busiest we found it was when we went to Mickey's Not So Scary on the last night before we left. Um, and obviously that, that was a, a hard ticket event, so people had bought their tickets mm. fully operational, so they went. But, um, yeah, it was absolutely the quietest I've ever seen in Orlando theme park the, in the couple of days immediately after Irma. Uh, we were we were just walking on everything. No worries. Right, we'll, we'll uh, move on from the, the hurricane. <laughs> it might depress a few people. It's depressing me because I just, I just flew in that storm. Was it Cara? What we just hit? Yeah. I flew on Friday in that to Paris, so I kind of know what it's a bit like. It's in a, some bad weather, but I was flying at the same time. So this is probably you probably answer, you probably can figure out what the answer is going to be for this one. But did you cry at any point on your trip? Oh, um, uh, maybe maybe a few little happy tears when yeah. we finally arrived because we had an, an awful day of travel. I've got to say. And it, it, it was nobody's fault. It was just a combination of bad luck. We woke up on the morning and it was really foggy, um, which kind of delayed our takeoff um, a little while. We, once we got up, there was a load of turbulence. Uh, once we arrived, because we arrived late, we'd missed our departure time to get off the plane, so we sat on the tarmac for an hour. That meant we had an hour and a half to get through security. Once we got onto the Disney Ex- uh, Magical Express, we had half an hour waiting for it to fill up before they took before it left the airport. And once we actually left the airport, it started raining. So by the time we just got in the Ma- Magic Kingdom, we had actually planned to go to Fantasmic that first night, but nothing else was open apart from Magic Kingdom. It was about half eight. We got to the room. We thought we can't just sit here all night because we've had an awful day. This yeah. Day. We're going to have to go and do something. Magic Kingdom was the only one that was left open. Um, so once we saw the castle and then, yeah, realised we were there and it was all fine, um, may- maybe we had a, a couple of happy tears between us, but they were sharp wiped away and we went and got what was the greatest Pecco spills I've ever eaten. It, it was We hadn't eaten since the plane a good sort mm. of earlier and it was, oh, it was delicious. It was one of the finest meals I've ever had. Well, at least at least they were happy to use. Yeah. So, nice to see. Um, so Irma didn't. I mean, I can only apologise. I do, do realise. 
that poor choice of words. If anybody was affected by him, I do apologise for seeing the parks were dead. That was awful. The parks were very quiet. <laughs> but no, they... Don't worry, Cal, you don't need to be politically correct on here. We'll, we'll get shouted at all the time, so don't worry about it. No, so there were, there were no sort of upset tears. We were... Um, we were all right during Irma, so we were grateful for that, and everything else was a really good holiday, so we were we were all right. Well, they're the best tears, then. Yeah. So, uh, would you recommend anything that you did on this trip? Any um, character dining or ticketed events? You, you've touched on what you did, but yeah. Uh, so, as I said, like karaoke was amazingly good fun. We were actually we got in there quite early. And I think if anybody sort of quite fancies a go but doesn't really fancy themselves as a singer, I mean, if I see a microphone, that's it. I'm behind it and, and falling into it. But Becca's not that type of person. But because it was quiet and she saw me have a go, she even, you know, had a couple of drinks and got herself up there doing any wine house. So it really is good fun. Um, and to be, you know, it's not just sort of karaoke. You're looking at a, with a, a quite a tinny backing track. You've got a full professional band behind you. You've got a guy who will help you out singing if you know you're not very confident. He'll do your backing vocals. He'll you'll jump in if he if he thinks you're uh, you're wavering a bit. You've got backing singers. You've got a really good lead guitarist on there. Uh, so if you're uh, you at all have any sort of rock and roll fantasies, get yourselves along to that and have a good time. Um, Mickey's not so scary was great fun. Uh, we got involved with the show outside Haunted Mansion. There was a a character, Lady... Oh, I can't believe I can't remember her name. Uh, Is it Leo, not Leo, Madame Leo, Leo Uta? Possibly, yes, and the butler. They were there doing sort of 20 minutes of sort of crowd interaction and stand-up, and they picked on me with my goofy costume, and that was great fun. Um, we got some really nice photos taken, which are obviously... The memory maker ones are uh, specific to the party so they they were great fun um and the crystal palace dining experience was great that was really well organized i was really impressed we'd never done anything like that and they, they explained it to us when we got in there and um, they said that we don't go to the characters the characters come to us and they did um we never sort of worried about missing a character they came and warned us a couple of tables in advance um I, it, so much sugar on two plates that I can remember just really needing a plate full of fruit because there's, I think it's called Pooh's Breakfast Lasagna or Pooh's yeah. Breakfast Waffle or something. And that is, oh, it's so good, but it's, oh, I, I think my, <laughs> I think my heart drank two sizes. <laughs> you, you think you're going to smash it, don't you? You think, I'm going to do five plates here. And then when you get down to it, everything is so rich. Yeah. You just you just can't do it. Um, and one that I haven't mentioned, but I have lined up for question fourteen. But we're talking about then experiences. Sanar uh, over at the Animal Kingdom Villages. Um, that was a fantastic meal. Um, it's the one where you can get a, a table next to the window and it looks out onto the uh, the Serengeti or the Savannah or whatever they call it. So you can shoot your own dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we didn't giraffe, but um, there was a few. Can't contemplate it possibly. We uh, we just dined with the giraffes. Wow. We uh, we got it. We booked a table 
again, I'd done research and they said, try not to go at lunchtime because the animals are all sheltering from the midday sun and not particularly active. So I booked a table for five o'clock because, again, they said, don't go too late, though, because then it'll be pitch black and you won't see anything. So start of the dinner, made sure we were there first. So 10 minutes before they opened the restaurant, got in first, asked for a really good window table. And within sort of 10, 15 minutes, the giraffes were walking over and they they had sort of strategically placed food for them to have. So they were right outside the window that we were sit, sitting there having their dinner while we were having what I have to say was a fantastic curry. Um, they have that naan bread adventure thing with the 15 dips. Um, I can't remember what any of them are called, but you get a massive plate of naan bread and huge tray of dips and you just you just dot about deciding what you like and what you don't like and you can ask more of what you do like. It's great. So was that your favourite meal of the whole trip or is there anywhere else? Becca's. Um, she loved seeing the animals and she really liked the food. The next night, before we went to the Rising Star Karaoke, we went to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville because um, we'd always looked at that when I went with our parents and we'd never gone. So I decided we'd give it a try and their coconut shrimp was excellent and they had a live band on um, who we st- stood around and watched a little bit of well. Um, so yeah, that and some stilt walkers wandering around making balloon animals who were also really good fun. I'd recommend Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, it just sounded like everyone went quiet. <laughs> right, so obviously you've, uh, you went to the outs- outlets, but did, did you do any shopping outside of the outlets in, in the supermarkets or anywhere like that? Just going to the supermarket where I did my sort of supermarket sweep impression running around getting Irma supplies that I thought we would need. <laughs> We, so, not, uh, so none of the big ones like Target or Walmart or... No, I've been to Walmart for parents. I remember yeah. getting Iron Maiden CDs at a fraction of the price um, and waking my mum up the next morning. We had a had an apartment um, and the only CD player I had was a DVD player in the in the living room. So I got up nice and early, put, got a bowl of cereal, myself catering fridge and put my Iron Maiden CD on and that roused her quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, um, Goodings was fine. We ended up with far too far more than we needed, so we asked the front desk to, you know, find a if anybody had affected by Irma to just pass that on. Yeah, obviously, fantastic, fantastic thought that. Yeah. So, uh, um, sorry, Greg, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in on this one. Um, what was your biggest highlight of that trip that you uh, can think of that you've not already spoke about? <laughs> if yeah. there is any. So I think the fact that I'd only ever been there with my parents and as an as an only child, I never really had anybody there my age to... It was always fantastic with my parents, but nobody there my age to, you know, have a great time with. So being there with uh, was amazing. Um, we um, we had a fantastic time together. Um, we, were, we were just living together at the time, um, but thanks to Hurricane Irma shutting us in for two and a half days, I came back with a load of spending money before we'd gone, I was one paycheck off buying the engagement ring I had my eye on. Right. Um, the, when, the day we got back, I, um, I told her, oh, we've got loads of spending money left. Let's book a hotel, uh, not book a hotel, book a restaurant for, the, um, for our last night off before we go back to work. I'm going to go into town, get my hair cut, 
which I did. Um, but I also then came back with a bunch of flowers in a ring. Uh, so she was in a you know, tracksuit bottoms, coming back from Morrison's um, with a, I distinctly remember, a packet of mints in her hand while I handed over some flowers. And I had to tell her to read the card because that asked her if she would marry me. Um, and we didn't, at that point, we didn't even own a vase. That was how often I bought our flowers. <laughs> a vase to put them in. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit of a highlight. It was still technically on holiday. We weren't back to work. So thanks to the holiday, I came back with enough money to buy that ring I'd had my, uh, my eye on. And now we're married. Um, and- oh, well, many congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's, um, so it's, it's nice to wear people's uh, engagement. What they call them, equipades or what? What's that word I'm thinking? My mind's gone blank. I've had too many cases. Yeah, so simple. When people propose, the way people actually do it, it doesn't have to be all lovey-dovey in front of a castle. It can be absolutely anywhere. Yeah, mine was down the Albert Dock in Liverpool, in a in a thunderstorm. (laughs) It wasn't when Granada News were on when Fred were jumping over on the islands. Yeah, I was sitting on Fred's knee. <laughs> That's a local joke for the, the Northwest people, if you know what we're on about. I uh, don't know Fred is, unfortunately. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a local weatherman who used to um, do the weather in Albert Docks on a big giant map of the UK. And he's uh, a very naughty boy at the moment, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, getting back to the trip, did you accomplish everything? Apart, or, well, obviously NASA was choked off. Yeah. Anything else? Bite the bullet. Yes, I um, have mentioned uh, we had fast passes for Avatar for the um, what I reliably informed flight of passage is one of the greatest rides ever. Yeah. And and that was scheduled for one of the days that we weren't allowed out of the room apart from for food. And I tried every day that we were allowed out to try and get fast passes. And they just weren't available. Every time we were in Animal Kingdom from then on, we were strolling past at various times, seeing if the queue was ever below two hours, and it wasn't. So hopefully if we get back next year, it's not booked yet for next year, but we're hoping it will be soon. Um, it's certainly going to be on the list. To uh, If we can't get fast passes because we don't intend to stay on site, bite the bullet and queue, because um, I hear it is fantastic. It. It's a ride that um, I've only ridden twice because the fast passes are like rock and horse poo. And um, both times I've come off with tears streaming down my face. Right. And it, it's a combination of what you've just experienced being absolutely out of this world, the tiredness of everything, just all the planning comes together. Everything is just... And it's just a relief that you've just done it. You, you just can't put it into words, and then you do lose it a little bit. You, you, it's only tears of happiness, like, and, yeah. and, and for such a, a hated film, the land is absolutely stupendous. Never seen Avatar, neither of us have, but we had a nice wander around, and we enjoyed playing with those big drum things they've got that make different sounds, and we had a little look at some of the sort of performances that were going on. And that's been really cool. It, it was a little bit lost on us to be honest with you, but yeah, got to do the right. Right. Um, so and finally, well, three there's three three mini questions in one. Okay. Um, obviously, you really enjoyed your trip. 
can yeah. take it. Uh, will you be going back? Which I think you've just answered. And have you any tips for the listeners? Yeah, so we're hoping to get back in May of next year. Nothing set in stone as yet, but that's sort of the thinking we're coming around to. Um, we're hoping that it'll be nice and quiet because it's not school holiday time. Um, and we're hoping that we don't get caught in a hurricane because it, <laughs> Disney was nice and safe. We'd rather have the two and a half days out and about doing things. Um, and tips, I'd say... Uh, pick your... Pick your and must do things and make sure you tick them off early. Um, because in hindsight, if we'd sort of, Kennedy Space Center was something that Becca was really interested in. Not really up for it as well, but she, that was sort of her one thing that she left all the planet at me but said, Can we please, please, please go there? And we, we said, Right, we'll save it towards the end of the holidays, something we've got to really look forward to. And if we'd got that, I don't want to say out of the way because it's not that, not something you get out of the way. But if we'd got that under the belt night early, we wouldn't have missed out on it. And now it's sort of... Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I can see what you mean, getting it done early. I've done Kennedy Space Center twice now and I'm a bit of a space geek. <laughs> so, but if you do go early, you'll want to go back again. Yeah. That's the only drawback. If you, if you really do enjoy it, you want to go back on the same trip. So it's 50-50 whether you want to do it early or want to do it at the end of your holiday. Yeah. Personally, I just I, I could spend a week there. Just on me. That's how bad I am, but that's just me. But yeah, yeah, I would say if you can get yourself over there on your next trip, get it get it done early. And if you do want to go back, you, you can have the option of going back again if you need to. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's right at the top of our list for the next trip. Hopefully that's yeah. whatever it is. That it'll be the first thing we book for the first couple of days. So we know, we know we're going to get it done or have time if something happens that stops us getting there to, to get get on later in the trip we did it in 2009 and that's the last time we went back and we missed the space shuttle launch because there was a fault on the fuel something or other governs uh, and on the last night of the holiday we were in uh, your your luxury villa.com alan and more right peace out suckers um, we were in their villa and we watched the space shuttle go across the sky you know i still hate you every time you say this story you know that Stunning. <laughs> it, it was a moment. It was an absolute moment. Yeah, well, at least I've got the poster up in my man cave. At least I've got the poster that shuttle going off anyway. One trips with my parents. I think I was about six. Um, we were over there, and Dad was really keen because they had a space shuttle launched, and we were going to drive up and mm. see that. And he was really up for it. And I was taken really ill, um, so ill that I couldn't get out of bed. And so he couldn't leave his wife and child in a hotel on the room with no mode of transport in case I got worse and needed to be taken to a hospital. So he had to watch oh. the on the little telly in the 1998 hotel room we were staying in. So it wasn't HD, it wasn't big widescreen, it was just a little TV. In a hotel. And then wander out onto the balcony to try and get a view. I don't think he's ever really forgiven me. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> no, no joke side, but yeah, I can understand it's, it. It must have been a sight to see them when they were going up in the day, but what can you do? Times move on, and we're now in the SpaceX generation. Oh. So, um, shall we wrap, start wrapping this up then, Craig? Yeah, um, that was a brilliant trip report, I'll be honest with you. Um, that is what I've, we've, 
why we're trying to reinvent Morlando because there isn't a trip report podcast out there, um, basically UK based. Um, all all your experiences will help somebody else who's listening to this. Yeah. Well, like I say, this is, this is probably really the first one we've ever done besides, besides ourselves. So we're still learning. And um, thank you for coming on, Callum. Absolutely fantastic. Well, just mentioned in there, there isn't another Trip Report podcast. And I've got to do a quick shout out to uh, your friend, Nick. Um, because a little while ago, I had the idea to do a Trip Report podcast and he helped me out. Um, and he gave me a really good Skype chat about getting one set up. But then things happened, which meant I didn't have enough time to dedicate it to it. Um, so the idea never got off the ground. But um, if he if he is listening, I do I do thank you, Nick, for all the time you put into that. I do apologise that I never got it going. But hopefully me coming on here is a little bit making up for that. Well, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, the After Dark Podcast Network is always looking for more content. So any ideas you have, come to us and we'll help you set a podcast up. And just about anything, Iron Maiden, do whatever you want. Honest to God, there's listeners out there who will listen to you. Yeah. Yeah, look, cheap, there's a cheap. I, I do my own podcast about me, my general life. So people listen to that, which surprises me. So the, the, there's, some, there's listeners out there for everything. You could talk about a can of beer if you wanted to. <laughs> I might do that later, actually. <laughs> a can of today. beer podcast. <laughs> um, so thank you very much for coming on, Callum. You get the honour of saying cue the music. But you have, oh, I've just said it, but <laughs> bollocks. But you have to hang around, because after the music, we're just going to do a very quick, quick fire, either or. Okay. okay. Cool. So go for it. You the music.
great, but back after the music. That was quick. And it was quick, wasn't it? <laughs> Super quick. I do love that song, though. And I, because this is a celebration first episode, I've put the long version in, which I know pisses people off. Oh, no, no I love it. I can I listen did. to that all day. Did you Me have to funny after the music on the last episode you did? Um, can't remember. You put two. You put two on last time. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, when me and Luke, me, me and Luke used to love doing a deep dive into a deep dive into a deep dive. So we used to do two or three Cuda musics. <laughs> we're we're just keeping it at two. As if so so, the, you apologise. I was listening to this to your last episode, wandering around Morrison's. When the music came on, I thought. I'm not listening to five minutes worth of music, and evidently I may have missed some actual content. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you yeah. listen to it, the, the end bit's the best bit. We 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 it's no hold bars now. You know what I'm saying? The gloves are off. So coming off, yeah. we'll we'll just say what the fuck we want. We don't care. Boom. <laughs> so, are you going to read them out, or do you want me to read them out, or are we going to try and do turn a piece? <clears throat> well, we could do a turn a piece if you want, but we're just the ones that we've already got written down. Yeah. 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 Do turn a piece. Okay, so are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Universal or Disney? Disney. Islands of Adventure or Universal Studios? Islands of Adventure. Galaxy's Edge or Wizarding World? Wizarding World. Butterbeer, regular or frozen? Regular. Hulk, Rip Ride Rocky? Hulk. Men in Black, Space Rangers Spin? What was that one? Men in Black or Buzz Lightyear's Race Space Rangers Spin? I wrote that wrong, did I? Men in Black. So, uh, <laughs> Animal Hollywood Kingdom <laughs> or Magic Kingdom? Magic Kingdom. Hollywood Studios or Epcot? Hollywood Studios. Uh, sea Wales or Bush Gardens? Bush Gardens. I Drive or the Old Town? I Drive. Top Golf, Put Put Golf? Never been either of them. <laughs> uh, beach Day or Pool day. Pool day. On property, off property. Mm, on property. Plan all your trip or go off the cuff? Plan, 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 plan. Drive or taxi or resort transportation. That's a three-one. That's a three-way. Going to have yeah. transportation, but I may revise after next year. Target or Walmart? Walmart. And finally... Mickey's not so scary Halloween party or Halloween Horror Nights. Mickey's not so scary. Never done Halloween Horror Nights. Right, podcast. No. Get off, get off this podcast. Darth <laughs> Vader. No. <laughs> While I'm, you know, having a nice time on my holidays. Yeah. Your- no, it's it, it, fine. We'll let you off with that one. <laughs> so, thank you very much once again. Uh, I'm now going to hang up on you. Please do not be offended. <laughs> Um, but you do get to say the immortal words one last time. All right. Thank you very much again. Cue the music. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the curves, flattening the hills. Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. Making their way, the only way they know how.
that's just a little bit old in the noble life. Just a good old boy wouldn't change if they could. Fighting the system like a two modern day Robin Hood. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.